Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. If you're reading this, it's too late. Book two, The Secret Series by Pseudonymous Bosch. Are you ready, Peyton? Yes. <laughs> She's annoyed because she's falling asleep. Chapter 12, Man, Bear, or Monster. Cass awoke to find the interior of their tent filled with a soft yellow glow. Was it daylight already? She propped her head up around and looked. Yo-Yoji and Max Ernest were both fast asleep in their sleeping bags. Max Ernest still wore his watch, 3 a.m. Craning her neck, Cass peered through the tiny space left at the top of the z- tent's zipper. A full moon hung over the mountains and shone through like a searchlight across the lake. Snap! Cass's ears tingled. Her hair stood on end. Snap, snap. Twigs breaking. That was the sound. Was it? Could it be? Afraid to move, Cass crouched at the top of her sleeping bag. She knew she was being silly. She should she should go look outside. This was what she had come for to meet the homunculus if he was if it really was he and if it wasn't well then there was there to be afraid of unless it was a bear probably larry or wayne had gotten up to go pee it was one of those one of them stepping on the twigs it had to be but it would come it would be comforting to know for certain snap 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 crack now she could hear actual footsteps on top of the twigs and they were coming closer it didn't sound like a bear. Not that she'd ever heard but bear footsteps before. It didn't sound like a grandfather either. Cass looked over at Max Ernest and Yo-Yoji, ready to shake them awake, but they were already sitting up, eyes wide with fear. They didn't have a plan, Cass realized in a flash. All this time, all the effort had gone into this moment, and they hadn't planned on what to do next. After reading The Legend of Cabbage Face, Cass had simply assumed that the homunculus would be friendly, but what if Mr. Wallace was right and the legend was wrong? What if they supposed, what were they supposed to do then? Fight the homunculus? They had no weapons. Trap him? They had no chains, no net. Follow him? But why? To where? None of them moved a muscle. They didn't dare. They only waited. Then, suddenly, silhouetted against the side of the tent, hands, huge hands, and ears, huge ears, and for a second, a profile, a nose. Okay, I just had to take a break because we're in Peyton's room. And one of her toys that flashes when you throw it just started flashing out of nowhere. And because it's spooky season, I just had to tell you because that is so creepy. I had to get up and investigate. And it just started flashing going off without anybody touching it. It's on the floor. And I moved it. So here's the thing. If it rolls or goes back to where it was in the morning... We know we have a ghost, huh, Peyton? I know I have a ghost. Peyton said that shit's got a ghost in her bathroom. But it's a good ghost. Okay, back to the the story. A nose, a really huge one. It was not a bear, and it was not a grandfather. It was, without a doubt, a monster, a huge monster. Why, Cass wondered fleetingly, did the dictionary said the homunculus was small? For a moment, he just stood there his shadow rippling on the yellow tent fabric 
as if he were contemplating whether or not it would be best to rip the tent or to devour the tent and hole. Silently, Cass pointed to the tent entrance. Should I open it? She mouthed. Her friends nodded and gave her the courage she needed. While they waited, she unzipped the tent and stepped out into the moonlight. Cass got one look and startled the creature standing on top of the tree stump next to the tent before he toppled to the ground with a thud. Peyton, they see the homunculus! How dare you scare me like that, he complained in the surliest and most gravely voice Cass had ever heard. Grumbling to himself, the homunculus got back up on his feet. He looked at Cass with disdain as he brushed the dirt off of and dirt and pine needles off of his toddler-sized trousers. Didn't, don't tell me it was you who called me. The image on the side of the tent hadn't been entirely misleading. In fact, the hands were big, if not huge. Likewise, his eyes, ears, nose, and mouth. It was his legs and arms that were teeny, as well as his torso. Although his tummy protruded a little, Cass stared at stared down at him. She couldn't believe he was only two feet tall. In answer to your very rude questions, oh, don't pretend. I can see it in your eyes. Almost two feet. More like 23 inches or 22. Well, 21 inches and a half. Don't forget the half. Cass nodded, still staring. The resemblance of her sock monster was striking, but no more, no more so than his outfit. In such a crazy mishmash of centuries, he wore a ruffled shirt under a velvet waistcoat in the style of a renaissance in the style of a renaissance painting his cap looked something like a paper boy a paper a newspaper boy he might have worn it a hundred years ago meanwhile his shoes a young child's sneaker couldn't have been more than a few years old at the most a large skeleton key hung around his neck, giving him an unexpected dignity. Well, was it you? the homunculus demanded. Cass nodded. You mean you have the sound prism? Oh, say it isn't so. He clasped his enormous hands to much to his much smaller forehead. I, uh, Cat got your tongue? Are you? Cat stammered. Spit it out. Cabbage face? Who told you that? He pointed at the... F- he pointed a fat accusatory accusatory finger at her and that's mr cabbage face to you sorry it's just we got the name from the sound prism as she spoke max ernest and yo yoji had slipped out of the tent these are my friends max ernest and yo yoji this is um mr cabbage face oh and i'm cassandra they stared down at the homunculus with with undisguised amusement he stared back with an expressive, oh, an expression of scornful skepticism in so far as he could manage from his low vantage point. Oh, it's you guys. I thought you were a bear. The kids froze. It was Larry. It was Grandpa Larry sticking his head out of the tent. What are you doing up? It's three in the morning. Um, I had to go to the bathroom and they did too. Despite Cass, dis- desperately, Cass mentioned the homunculus motion for the homunculus to hide behind her, which he did with a shrug and a scowl. Well, go back to bed. It's cold out here, and I don't want anyone getting sick. After Grandpa Larry zipped his tent back up, Cass turned to the homunculus. Sorry if I wasn't who you were expecting, she whispered. I'm not sure whether the sound prism is really supposed to be mine or not, but I promise we don't mean you any harm. 
We'll see about that. If it's really yours, then you should be able to tell me the jester's name, not just mine. But how would I... Well, it's inside the, inside of the sound prism, isn't it? If if you're truly the heir of the jester... <gasps> Peyton! She is, she is the granddaughter of the jester. If you're truly the heir of the jester, then you'll be able to open it. And if you can't, this is our last conversation. If you can, come find me tomorrow around lunchtime. Where? By the hollow tree, you'll find it. But how will we... The homunculus was gone by the time Max Ernest finished asking the question. The three kids looked into the darkness, lost in wonder. If the homunculus was real, if the homunculus was possible, then what was it? Oh my gosh.